Welcome to the Designer Boss Podcast. Listen, learn, lol, and level up with the ultimate success guide for web and graphic designers. My name is Anna Dower. I'm a cake-loving, success-slaying graphic design mentor. And I'm Emma Kate, your personal sensei for mastering the wonderful world of web. Together, we'll show you how to harness our tried and tested experiences and hard-earned lessons while you soak up everything we know about building a successful design business. Welcome to another episode of the Designer Boss Podcast. Today, uh, Anna and I are going to talk about a topic that was actually requested by Linda Bradley in my Designers Learning Web Dev group, which is how to minimize amends and eliminate scope creep. And I know this is something that I've definitely struggled with over the years. <laughs> you're, you're nodding too. I'm sure you have too, Anna. Um, and I think every designer does. And it's just really now I feel about knowing where to draw the line and the sort of things that we can uh, put in place in our process to make sure that we're um, giving clear instructions to the client of what is and isn't included so that we're not wasting hours of our time that we're not getting paid for. Yeah, totally. Um, And it's a post that I see in my Facebook group all the time as well. Like um, there's always designers in there saying, oh, my God, I'm up to like the 16th proof and she's still not approved it, but she doesn't want to pay for revisions. Um, And it's a problem that... Every single designer, I think, has had in their business. Um, And it's definitely something you can learn from and implement stuff to try to make it not happen as often and not be as stressful for you in your design business. Well, the first thing uh, right off the bat, I think, at the beginning of the job, one of the, the things that has really helped me is having a really clear and detailed brief. Uh, and quote to the client. So in your proposal, in your quote to the client, actually stipulating how many uh, design variations you'll be including, how many rounds of amends. If you're doing a web project, then really specifying, you know, what is included in that uh, website and what isn't. So uh, whatever those inclusions might be, if it's um, like hosting or anything like that, making sure that that's really included, um, specify whether that's included or not. Um, But, yeah, definitely how many rounds of amends, how many sort of proofs you're providing uh, and potentially even what you expect from the client, what they need to provide uh, because often they might expect that you'll be providing all the copy for their project and you actually haven't quoted for that. Um, So making sure you stipulate what you're going to be including and what the client needs to provide. Another thing on top of that too is to not, start on the design don't start on the project until the client has actually completed a full brief for you giving you everything that you need Um, there's a few times in the past where I've actually started a project when a client says oh I'll just I just trust you with the design you know you just come up with the design I'm sure it'll be great uh, and then no. I do what I think is best yeah <laughs> and you have no <laughs> idea of their design style like you you might, they might even describe it in words, but their words are completely opposite to if they actually 
you know, yes. keeping your visual. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I now have a thing where I ask clients to provide me with examples of designs that they like and also ones that they don't like. And then on top of that, tell me what they do and don't like about them because what they like about them might be different to what I like about them. So it is really good to get them to specify. Yeah. And sometimes when clients are super vague in their briefs, as designers, we just want to be people pleasers. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess I can figure it out from that super vague <laughs> brief where you gave me two word answers. Yeah. Um, but like, don't stand for it. Because if you'd like, trying to create concepts from something that is so vague, chances are you're going to be doing loads of revisions down the track. So if their brief um, answers are vague, actually hit them up for more information. Actually push back and say, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to interpret this brief because you didn't give me a lot to work with. Can we, you know, work through it together? Can we get something locked in stone before I start creating concepts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely feel like you can ask questions, ask as many questions as you need to until you feel like you fully understand what they're after. And, yeah, get those visual examples because I don't know how many times clients have said that they want something clean and simple or something and then they'll provide me this design that's, like, fully over the top and, complete opposite to what they've, you know, (laughs) described in their words. Yeah, exactly. My next tip for, you know, limiting revisions is when you do actually get to the point of sending your concepts off, it might be one concept or three concepts, whatever you have specified initially, it's really, really, really important to talk about why you did everything in your design. It's really important to explain your work because often if you don't explain your work, clients will come back and say, well, I just don't like that color. I want it to be yellow now or I want to cram more stuff in there. But if you actually talk through your design, even create a Loom video talking through it, talk about why you chose that color because it represents this kind of tone and this kind of voice in their brand. Why did you choose to have it spaced this way? Why did you choose that imagery? And you will be so surprised and happy when you realize the power of explaining your work. When you explain your work, people are like, oh, that's so strategic. Now I understand. And hopefully it will limit the revisions. It will limit all the little, you know, shitty revisions like, oh, can I have a bit of concept one with a bit of concept three? Um, You know, really, really explain it and be passionate about it. You will convince them. You will let them know that you're the professional and you know what you're doing and they can trust you. So explain your work. Yeah, that's been a huge one for me too. Like ever since I've started recording Loom videos, whether it was running through original logo concepts or even just like a homepage design that I've done, explaining all those design choices to a client and also explaining why maybe I haven't done something that they've actually requested, like my reason behind why I didn't try you know, purple with green in their logo that just looked terrible. (laughs) I don't know, like um, explaining that to them. Otherwise, 
I often would you just get pushed back and go, why didn't you do this? I want to see it this way. So um, that's been huge mm. for me too. Yeah. And even in your video, you could show them like... I did do a quick mock-up of the purple text on the green background. Here is a quick flash of it. (laughs) As you can see, you cannot read it, you (laughs) know? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Often giving them almost what they want, showing that but explaining it to them can be really good. So, yeah, and Loom's just such a fantastic tool for that. It's so quick and easy to record a video, send them a link. Uh, and I, I sort of try to even put that at the beginning of the email so they're watching that before they actually open up the concepts, you know, to view themselves. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Another point that I had is how if, say, if a client requests something that is outside of scope. So we've started the project uh, and we're sort of maybe halfway through and then they request something that isn't what we've included in the original scope of works what do I do then? And I think it's really important to push back early on when they do request stuff out of scope. So sometimes this might be really minimal and it's going to take you like five minutes. And uh, sometimes it might, you know, be hours or something really, you know, expensive. Um, So it can be good. Like I find if it's just something that's quick and easy for me to do, yes, I might do it, but I will tell them that I'm doing them a favour, you know, like, yes, no worries, I'm happy to do that for you now, but just so you know, it is outside the scope of work. Any further changes will incur an additional fee or something like that. And um, I even have an email template, which I'm happy to, uh, I'll share in the the notes for this podcast that you guys can uh, steal and use yourself, which essentially is telling them that, that this is, you know, I'm happy to make those changes. I think that's a great idea. Uh, just so you know, it is outside the scope of works and sort of this is what happens. Yeah. And it's so funny when you were talking then, I actually wrote down on my post-it note, if you do them a favour, tell them it's a favour because (laughs) that is so important because often designers are like, oh, I did all this stuff for them that was free and now they're still arguing about having to pay for revisions, they don't appreciate me. And I often say to them, well, did you tell them that you did all that stuff for free and that you usually charge X X amount of dollars for those things? And they're like, no. Well, how does your client then know? It's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to tell them that this is a one-off complimentary favour that you're doing for them. However, any additional revisions will be charged at X amount of dollars. And another kind of thing that I found with clients, design clients, is there were two types of clients. There was one that received the concepts, was in love, made a few minimal changes. And then there was a second type of client, one that was kind of like, well, that's not it at all. Um, This is not going to work, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. throwing it all in the bin and really negative about it when in actual fact, when you talk to the client, even if you jump on a 15-minute chat with them, the changes that they required were quite minimal, but because they had to make changes, they felt like the process was wrong somehow. So it is important to let people know that revisions are part of the process 
and to let them know that if you do want changes, it's okay. It's This is not the end of the road. We can continue to work together within the scope to get to what you want. And I actually do have a little email script as well that I, I will share that kind of explains that to clients when you send off concepts. It says you'll either have one of two reactions. One, you squeal, you're happy, you love it, you have a couple of changes. Two, oh my God, this is not it at all, blah, blah, blah. But don't fret, let's jump on a call for 15 minutes and figure it out together. That's awesome. Yeah, because there definitely are, There's, I do feel there are those two types of clients and often even the ones that are squealing super happy, they might end up having more changes yes. than the ones that aren't. You know, that they they sort of view the process differently and, uh, yeah, some clients don't realise that it's not going to be perfect the first time and we don't expect it to be. You know, there are, that's what we have revisions for and, yeah, so I have found ones that, yeah, they'll, they'll say that, oh, I've got, you know, it's so far off base and, you know, it's not what I was expecting at all. And then really all we had to do was like change the font yes. or something. You know? That's like, what I mean. Like, some people <laughs> like really make it a disaster in their head. And I think it's maybe because we didn't explain the process properly or I don't know. But this email script, I feel like kind of diffused that situation from happening again because it explained it's okay if you feel like that. We'll figure it out together. So those are our tips for trying to prevent scope creep. Hopefully it will help. It It's a part of design business, I think. But like Emma and I said, it's really important to get really clear to begin with, communicate clearly, make sure the brief is detailed and you understand it before you start. Secondly, explain your work, create a video, tell them why you're being strategic with everything that you design. Make sure that if you're doing them a favour, let them know you're doing them a favour and let them know when things are outside of scope uh, and feel free to charge for it. Feel free to push back and say, you know, okay, no worries, I can do that. It'll be X amount. Would you like me to proceed? And often they might say, oh, actually, I don't need that. You know, they might actually decide they don't need that or... Um, they'll be happy to pay. I think it's just really important to let them know when they are requesting something that's outside scope. Yeah. Lastly was let them know it's okay if it's not perfect the first time, the concept, and let them know that it's normal and that you will continue to work with them to get to a point where they're happy with it, um, either within the revisions or out of the revisions at an extra price. Yeah. Feel free to jump on a Zoom call or a 15-minute chat or something like that to clarify yes. because a lot of things can get lost in translation in emails and sometimes I've, you know, i found it just really settles a client down. When you go, it's perfectly normal, you know, just let them know what are you thinking, what do you want, we can get there, this is all part of the process, like you can really calm a client down and they'll feel like they're in good hands. Yeah, that 15-minute chat is gold. It can disarm people. I often find when people are typing, um, it comes... You can interpret it in so many different ways. But once you jump on the Zoom call, it will be clear that you're both on the same team and that you're both just trying to figure it out. Yeah. 
And I think they're, they're probably the main things. There are a lot of things you can include in your process to really minimise revisions and eliminate this scope creep. But just having this clear process and communication with your client is a huge one. So thank you so much to Linda Bradley who requested this episode or for us to sort of answer this question for you. Enjoy our free email scripts. Yeah, yeah. Check out the notes for those free email scripts. We'll pop them in there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Designer Boss Podcast with Anna Dower and Emma Kate. If you'd like to learn more about us and our upcoming digital summit for graphic and web designers, head to our website, designerboss.co.